You said Y-E-S to buying an HDB flat together. Now, there's another three letters to take note of. I-L-Y? <laughs> I know, B-T-O. No, H-F-E. You need a valid HDB flat eligibility letter if you're applying for your BTO flat. It takes about a month to process your HFE application. So, if you haven't gotten an HFE letter, apply at homes.hdb.gov.sg. That's H-O-M-E-S dot Hi, Bichu. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for speaking with us. And I love hornbills. Can I say I'm obsessed with them because they're so cute. But how did you get <laughs> into all this? I started bird watching in 88, actually. So I joined Nature Society Singapore. And in 1991, hornbill expert from Thailand came to visit and give talks. I went to see her project in Thailand, Khao Yai National Park. So that's how you started your interest with hornbills? Yes. What are the ones in Singapore called? Uh, we have two currently. The Orientapai hornbill that uh, occurs in Pulau Ubin only and uh, rhinoceros hornbill, but rhinoceros hornbill are extinct in Singapore. <gasps> so the ones that we see are the oriental pied hornbills? Yes. Orientapai hornbills are very adaptable. They are actually what we call forest edge species. Not in the proper forest, but at the edge of the forest in gardens, in parks, even mangroves, you can see them. So they are very adaptable, unlike many of the hornbill species. But the thing is, they are meant to be in Pulau Ubin, obviously no longer because they're hanging out with us. The other day, I actually saw one just outside my kitchen, like the population in Ubin, there are about 60 of them. Oh, but what are they doing here on, on the main island? So they fly here to hang out? No, they're spreading out because the population is too big there. Oh. There's not enough food for them. Oh, I see. So hornbills, they can fly far and they're spreading all over Singapore. Basically, there has been a rise in the hornbill population in Singapore. Yes, there was a reintroduction program in Singapore in 2004. There was a Singapore hornbill project. Working with NParks, they put in the artificial nest boxes. I want to tell you that hornbill has a very intriguing nesting habit. They nest in tree holes and only specific trees have nest holes and it's not easy to find nest holes. During the breeding season, the female will go into the nest hole, seal themselves with muds and feces. They will be inside for three months deep depending on the male to feed her and her chicks later. There are a lot of birds that nest in tree holes, but this is the only bird species that sealed herself in the nest. Only the bill will stick out from the hole and the male will feed every day, Aww. few times a day. I realise that they always come in twos. So do they mate for life? They are known to mate for life, but they don't always come in twos. Oh. Um, they do flocks after breeding season. Yeah, Courtship, you will see them in pairs. Then when they are breeding, you will only see the male outside looking for food for the female. After breeding, the fleshlings will come out. So the uh, male and female will feed the chicks. So you will see a family of three to five. Until the young are old enough, then they will jabot elsewhere. Lah. Yes, correct. So I know these hornbills, right? They, they're just so cute. Oh, I can't get over it. But they also make very loud noises. What, what, what are they saying? <laughs> are they like telling the whole world that I'm here, people? Or what? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they interact, you know, using calls. Mm. If the male is somewhere, it will call the female will join or the others will join. Right. And um, also territorial. They want to announce to other hornbills that we, we occupy this space. Right. Are there any other interesting things that you can share about hornbills? Okay. A lot of people confuse hornbills with toucans. Yes! Toucans are very bright, many colours, but toucans are found in South America only. Mm. So hornbills are found in Asia and Africa. So Asia, we have 32 species and Africa, we have 30 species. 
the difference between hornbills and toucans, mainly when you observe them, you can see that hornbills have casts above the bill. Right, like a little extra something on top of their bill, right? Yeah, uh, extra extension. What is it called again, sorry? A cask. How do you spell that? C-A-S-Q-U-E. Oh, okay, cask. Okay, that's what it's called, that little bit yes. on top. Okay. Yes, yes. It can be quite big, you know, it's a protrusion. So the cask um, for the hornbills are known to project their calls, extend it, you know, like uh, make it louder and, and oh, further. So it's like a microphone on top? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've, been, we've been doing studies. That's what experts have come up with. There's another theory that the cask is also used for thermal regulation. Like if, oh, it's too hot. This little thing on my beak is going to cool me down. Yes. Wow. Wow, multifunction, huh? Okay, in just a bit, we're going to chat more with B2 about what we should do when we come across these beautiful hornbills. Hey, Bichu! Hi! So we're talking about hornbills here. So beautiful. We've seen more and more of them on our main island of Singapore, but originally they were from Pulau Ubin. Yes. The Ubin population probably came from Johor. Established themselves, bred quite well. Mm. So they are now dispersing to other parts of Singapore, mainly the Changi Coast, Pasaris, that area first, and extending further. But I live in the Holland area. Ah, so the population, I believe, came from Istana. Because in 2006, 2006, they have uh, installed artificial nest boxes there. Right. But these poor birds have been downgraded uh, from Istana to my site. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do the hornbills eat? What is their natural diet? So they eat many types of fruits. Figs are their favourite. They also eat animal food. In India, I see them catching dragonflies. which was quite um, amusing. You know, they go tok, tok, tok. <laughs> trying to catch dragonflies and right because the beak uh, is so big right yeah 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 and the dragonflies were flying all over during breeding season especially they need protein so they can hunt lizards anything that's on the tree or on the ground too they can hunt snakes wow I've seen hornbills with snakes hey Bichu do you see that viral video of um, this bird cage that was being hung just outside an HDB yeah. flat and then the hornbills came pried open the, the, the poor cage <laughs> and ate the bird I know I know the hornbills are quite smart. No? They can open the cage, yeah, break yeah. it actually. Is, is that common? No, it's not common. Um, it's just that if they can assess, they will eat any food. They're very adaptable. Only the oriental pipe. I must say. Other species, they're more particular. The one in Singapore, not fussy. La. Not fussy, yeah. <laughs> now, I think because of that video of those hornbills eating, you know, somebody's pet birds, um, a lot of uh, us are getting that impression that hornbills can be aggressive, especially to smaller animals. But are they aggressive to humans? Should we be worried? No, no. Humans are too big. Huh? They can't eat us. <laughs> That's true. I know, but they can <laughs> They can certainly peck us and create like uh, some pain. They can peck us, but only when, when you try them. But I've been studying hornbills since 1992. Every time I go into the forest to look for them, if they see me, they'll fly away. That brings me to the recent video that everybody's talking about online where there was two hornbills sitting on the edge of a hawker centre watching everybody mm. eat. And then this guy came over and fed the, the two hornbills bananas. So one camp says very sweet, that's very kind. And another camp says no, you cannot feed them. What is your reaction and what do you have to say about this? So to me, that's the problem. The problem is that people start feeding them. They will come, they will go to the, the food centre. Hornbills are very adaptable and they can teach the young ones. If they have young ones, they bring them there and they will um, come across humans with food. They will snatch food from people and some people might get hurt. So this, this is, I would not encourage anyone to feed the hornbill. Even if the intention is good and you feel bad for them because they're, they're just sitting there long, looking longingly at everybody else eat, just don't do it. Don't do it. And then human foods are not suitable for them. And on top of that, 
you know, in the future, if it becomes like very common and then humans could mm. get injured and then then they could be culled, right? Which is not what anybody wants. Correct, correct. Yeah. If people keep feeding them, the population will increase like the wild bulls in, in Pulau Ubin. So many of them, we need to cull them. But if you stop this egg, stop feeding bombills, monkeys, wild bulls, you can actually control their population. They have not enough food, the population will, will not grow so big. Right, let nature decide instead. Correct. Nature area is only this certain size, you know. We cannot have unbalanced ecosystem. That means all the top predators, there being so many of them, all the other small wildlife gets affected too. Yeah, we have to remember that. Now, just going back to the video of the two hornbills at the Hawker Centre, I've got two questions because I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Because one hornbill was feeding the other one, right? Which was like quite cute. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is that common? So this is a pair. The one with the bigger cast is a male. Right. The one with the smaller cast is female. How do you know it's a pair and it's not mother and son or father and son or daughter? Because this is the courtship period. Ooh. They start breeding in December in Singapore. So, courtship time occurs sometimes between October and November. So, this is courtship time. The pair, the male usually feed the female. So, it's one way to entice her to the nest hole. Oh. You will find a nesting spot for the female. If the female goes into the nest hole and doesn't like the nest, she will come out oh. and re- reject it. So, the, the male has to tempt the female many times. It's very fascinating looking at them. Yeah. yeah. Studying them, actually. They're like, they're like, us Singaporeans, you want to court me? Bring me something nice to eat. Buy a nice house. Yes, and a nice house as well. Okay, finally, <laughs> is there anything that you want to tell our listeners, the public, what they should not do or do when they see these hornbills? Um, I think if they come across, keep a distance, you know, leave them space. I think now the problem with photography is people are using the handphone camera to take pictures. So they want to go closer and closer and closer. But if they go go too close, you know, the wildlife feels threatened, they might snap back. Yeah, We should have a social distancing with animals too. Never, never feed the hornbills or any other wildlife. If we leave them alone, keep a distance, they will never come after you for food. Then we don't have human wildlife conflict. You can find the do's and don'ts in the National Park's uh, website. Leave nature alone. Let nature be. I like that. Thank you so much, Bichu, for sharing with us. And uh, here's to a healthy hornbill population and us coexisting in peace. Thank you.